How many of you, like me, have different passwords? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, if you have, like, for my Kaiser Permanente app, I have a certain password. For another one, I have a, another password. For my Starbucks app, I have a I mean, I, I probably have at least 10 to 12 different passwords. And in my notes app on my phone and my iPad, I have to uh, paste and it's under this thing called Aquin, which is another thing I have a password for. So I go to Aquin on my notes, and I know it's got all the different login identity plus password because I can't remember them all. Now, I want to know how many of you would say, Pastor, you're not the only one that struggles to remember all your passwords. Would, would you raise your hand? Wow, you blessed me right there. You just don't know how. Because the devil was lying to me saying, you're just getting old. You're losing your mind. No. But now I see some young people raise their hands. So that makes me even feel better. (laughs) But today, this morning, I want to share with you on the subject of passwords into his presence. Passwords into his presence. And I want you to look with me at a psalm, specifically Psalm 100, Psalm 100, because in Psalm chapter 100, as you get to the end of this psalm, we read in verses 4 and 5 the following words, enter his gates with what? That's one password. And into his courts with what? That's another password. And then be what? That's another password to him. And what? Bless his name. There are the four passwords into his presence. And then it says why we should praise him and bless him and thank him. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth or steadfastness or fidelity, faithfulness endures to all generations. And so here in this passage, we have four passwords into his presence. What are you saying, pastor? If you ever want to get into God's presence, employ these passwords and they will transport you into his presence and they will transport his presence to you wherever you're at in this present time in your circumstances. So I want us to look at a little more deeply what these passwords signify. The first password into his presence is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. This is a word that in the original language of the Old Testament Hebrew, it is the word tuda. Tuda. And notice this word is used in connection with an offering and can be taken to mean to extend the hands in a sacrifice of praise, thanksgiving, or thank offering. Notice again, this word is used in connection with an offering and it can be taken to mean to extend the hands in a sacrifice of praise, thanksgiving, or thank offering. In at least one case, it seems to involve that which is not yet 
visible. It is an act of faith beyond which God moves to bring deliverance. This is seen in Psalm 50, verse 23 in the NIV, the 1978 edition, where it reads, He who sacrifices thank offerings, ta-da, honors me and prepares the way so that I may show him the salvation of God. Here in Todah, we have the type of praise that does not yet see the victory, the solution, or the answer. Yet, there's a thank offering offered to the Lord. Why? Because in spite of the fact that common sense, human visibilities, and logic are arguing nothing's happening nothing's changing the believer knows in their heart regardless of what i'm seeing god is on his throne and he has given me a promise that he will act on my behalf he will cause all things together to work for my good and even though not everything's working out right now, I'm going to give him thanks anyways, because if he said it, it's bound to happen. This is what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. You see, this is what Toda is about. It is about offering God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. What you sacrifice on the altar is common sense. What you sacrifice on the altar is logic. What you sacrifice on the altar is human understanding. You don't go with what your reasoning says. You go with what His revelation has declared. His revelation says that He is your refuge. He is your strength. He is very present help in the time of trouble. And even though you feel shaky, even though you feel unsure, even though you're battling with anxiety, even though you're dealing with depression, you still know that regardless of what I'm feeling, He's still God. Therefore, I'm going to thank Him because my circumstance, my feelings do not determine who He is. He's still worthy of my thanksgiving. Oh, but did you catch what the psalmist said? That when you offer up this thanksgiving, you are preparing the way for the Lord to show His salvation. You are building the platform for God to come on stage in the middle of your difficulty and exercise His deliverance. I like what Pastor Rick Godwin said. He said, gratitude is thanking God after. Gratitude is thanking God after. Faith is thanking Him before it happens. Did you get that? Gratitude is thanking God after. Faith is thanking Him before it happens. I'm giving Him thanks today, not because I'm healed, but because even though I'm battling sickness, He is still Jehovah Rapha. Not because everything's alright in my life, but because His promise is He's going to work all things together for good in my life. I'm thanking Him beforehand. Say thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And then we have the second password, which is praise. Praise. And this is a Hebrew word, tehillah. Not tequila, tehillah. I always have to clarify because there's some people that, oh, did he just say tequila? No, I didn't. I said tehillah. Tehillah. And notice this about this word, tehillah. It, it is the fourth most frequently used word relating to praise 
in the Old Testament, occurring over 50 times. It is derived from another Hebrew word, halal, and is generally accepted to mean the singing of halals. The word means to sing or to laud. It is perceived as involving music, especially in singing. And when you study the Word of God and the history of God's people in relation to God, you discover that singing has always been vital in the worship of God. Aside from this word which involves singing, there are eight different words, eight different Hebrew words translated as praise in the King James Version of the Bible. And there are over 300 mandates in the Bible to sing. So singing is a vital and indispensable part of praise. Now, I know, I know there's people that say, but I can't sing. We know. (laughs) And God knows too. But that doesn't exclude you from having to comply with the mandate to sing. That's why that verse is in the Bible. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That was for you that can't sing. God says, I want you to sing anyways. I I get joy out of it. Now, when I was looking at this subject of singing, I came across an article that says, that had the heading, nine things people think when they're singing in church. One, did I turn the pot roast before I left my home? This is while they're singing at church. Number two, did I turn the iron off before I left? Number three, will the person behind me ever hit the right note? Don't laugh. (laughs) Number four, it's 90 minutes until kickoff. Well, that'll be happening pretty soon, I know. Another thing people think about while they're singing, number five, where are my car keys? (laughs) Number six, what are the chances... Of the roof falling and hitting me on the head, being that I haven't been in church for so long. <laughs> Number seven, and don't laugh at this one. How many people here have lost more hair than I have? I told you not to laugh. <laughs> and number eight, I wonder if there are any donuts left in the church kitchen from kids' church. <laughs> and number nine, How many times are we going to repeat the lyrics of this song? Oh, my. But why do we sing unto the Lord? Because singing brings God's presence. Singing brings God's presence. There's an author and speaker by the name of Leonard Sweet. He tells of a London film company which began making a film of street people back in 1971. The film captured the daily rituals and the daily rituals of the homeless, their trials and joys. Some were drunk, others mentally disturbed. Some were articulate and others unintelligible. In the production studio, the composer for the film's music became aware of the constant undercurrent of sound that appeared whenever one certain homeless man was filmed. At first, 
the sound was like mutterish gibberish or muttered gibberish. But after removing the background noise, this professional musician discovered that the old man was singing. The composer learned that this beggar did not drink or socialize with others. The old man was alone, filthy, homeless, but he also had a very sunny demeanor. What distinguished him from the others was his quiet singing. He would for hours sing the same thing over and over. The man's weak voice was untrained, but it never wavered from pitch. He repeated the same simple phrases of the song over and over. One day at the office, the musician looped together the first 13 bars of the homeless man's song, preparing to add orchestra to the piece. He left the loop running while he went downstairs for a cup of coffee. When he returned, he found his fellow workers listening in subdued silence, and a few were even weeping. The old man's quiet, trembling voice had leaked through the recording room and transformed the office floor. Here is what he sang. Jesus' blood never failed me yet. Never failed me yet. Jesus' blood never failed me yet. There's one thing I know. For he loves me so. Though not a Christian, the composer created and produced an accompaniment to this homeless person's song of trust in Jesus. The result was a CD entitled, Jesus' Blood Never Failed Me Yet. Unfortunately, the old man never heard the song, because he died before it was composed and put together on this CD. The power of song is that regardless of where we're at in life, God's presence will be present. And He will help us through whatever we're going through. I want to encourage you today to sing to the Lord. Psalm 71 verse 8 says, My mouth is filled with your praise. Notice, all day long. There is not only the presence of God that comes when you sing, the power of God comes when you sing. Paul and Silas are at midnight in a prison cell in the city of Philippi. But Acts 16 says that as soon as they began to pray and to sing, that suddenly God caused an earthquake to happen and the prisoners' chains fell off and all their prison doors were open. But not only did God bring about His presence and power in that jail cell, but God also brought about salvation because then the jailer posed a question to Paul and Silas, gentlemen, what must I do to be saved? And they answered by saying, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved in your house. Let me say to you today, lift up your song because not only will it bless you, it will benefit those around you. Not only did Paul and Silas 
Barabbas experienced the chains falling off of them. But the other prisoners, even though they weren't singing, their chains fell off too. Their prison doors opened. But also the jailer's family was impacted through the power of their song. I want you to understand, when you sing, heaven invades earth. When you sing, heaven invades the hell you're going through and brings a transformation. So do not be silent, but sing unto the Lord. Because it brings His presence. It brings His power. It brings His deliverance. And then the third password is thankful. Say thankful. This word I love. Yada in Hebrew. Yada. Which means to worship with extended hands. To throw out the hands. To give thanks to God. It is often translated as thanks or thanksgiving in the English translation. Another Another uh, a book in my dictionary reveals, or in my, in my uh, library reveals, that yada is a verb with a root meaning. Notice, the extended hand, to throw out the hand, therefore to worship with extended hand. And according to the lexicon, watch this, the opposite meaning is to bemoan the wringing of the hands. So today you and I have a choice. We can either lift up our hands to God and surrender. Or we can try to figure things out on our own. Ending up wringing our hands because we come to the conclusion. There is no solution I can come up with right now. There is no deliverance for my circumstance. Oh, but I'm here to tell you the devil is a liar. If you will turn the matter over from your hands to his hands. He will through his hand do what your hands cannot do. And he will confirm that you are his child and he's with you. Woo! Say Judah. Now Judah is from the Hebrew word yada. And yada again means to revere, revere or worship with extended hands. To make confession, to praise or to give thanks. Thankful thanksgiving. With hands lifted up. We are declaring the merit of God. And we are thanking Him for everything He has put in our hands. Now also what's interesting is the word Judah also means to hold out your hand and it also means to throw mm -hmm, or shoot a stone or arrow at your enemy yeah judah not only means to lift up your hands yada it also means to throw with your hand or to send pull back on a bow in order to send an arrow against your enemy or at your enemy in other words Praise is more than an instrument of adoration. Praise is a weapon that God has given you. And here's the good news. Revelation 5.5 5 says of Jesus. In Revelation 5.5, 5, But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of what? Judah. It says the root of David has prevailed to open the scroll and to lose its, loose its seven seals. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of praise. Is there any praisers in this house? Well, I've got some news for you. If you'll do the praising, Jesus will do the pouncing on your enemies. If you'll do the praising, Jesus will do the pouncing. And one more password. Say bless. Bless. The Hebrew word is barach. Don't sound the K. Barach. No K. A commentator by the name of Holiday says, when God is the object, it means 
to declare God the origin of power for success, prosperity, fertility, or fruitfulness. Interestingly, over 200 times it is used to denote blessing or blessings from God as well as between people. It denotes praise to God approximately 70 times. The Bible says in Psalm 68, 19, Blessed be the Lord who daily, say daily, daily loads us with benefits. The God of our salvation, Selah, pause, think about it. And then James says in James 1, 17, Every, say every, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. I want to encourage you today by reminding you that if you are blessed, you need to know where the source of your blessing lies. It is not in the work of your hands. It's in the hands of the one who has blessed you through his hands at work through your hands. It is in the hands of the one who has given you blessing through the the blessing of life and breathing. Today we acknowledge here in this house that the Lord is to be blessed but some of you are saying, but pastor if you only knew what I'm going through right now there's not a whole lot to bless the Lord for, but there is a whole lot to bless the Lord for because the psalmist David said, bless the Lord O my soul and all that is within me. Bless the Lord O my soul bless his holy name. He said, bless the Lord O my soul and forget not all his benefits. I want to know How many of you have been forgiven of your sins? Then you've got a reason to bless the Lord. How many of you have ever been healed in your body through the power of Jesus? Then you've got a reason to bless the Lord. How many of you like me, under you know that it was Jesus that delivered you out of that pit of despair, of depression, of anxiety, of fear that you could not shake off? Then you've got a reason to bless the Lord. How many of you would say, Pastor, I know as I look at the history of my life that there have been significant moments when God was merciful, when He crowned Lord with loving kindness, when, when I didn't deserve it, He loved me anyway. Then you've got a reason to bless the Lord. Don't be just thinking about what you're going through. Be thinking about what He's already brought you through. Then your song will rise. Woo! And when you bless the Lord. This is my favorite thing. When I bless the Lord, it not only blesses me, it not only benefits me, it bothers the devil. Because he's like, I know I'm throwing everything at him, including the kitchen sink, but he's still praising. What's the matter? What's the matter him? Well, I'll tell you what's the matter. It's that I know something the devil doesn't seem to get in his head. Is that you can attack me in the present, but my past is testifying already and prophesying that the one who delivered me is going to deliver me and will deliver me. You see, because even though circumstances change, he does not change. He continues to be deliverer, faithful. He continues to be merciful, and his mercies are new every morning. So I bless him in the present pain because I know the one that helped me in my past pain is present in my pain right now and he's leading me out unto promise. I know that even though I'm in the water I'm not going under. I'm going to go through. Even though I'm in the fire I'm not going to get burned. I'm going to be covered by his presence and power and I'm going to make it through this as well. Come on, P.W., make your way up here. I'm feeling this thing. 
It's like fire shut up in my bones. I don't know if I told you I met a I met a woman a few weeks back up for, from from in Hayward and she used to sing background for Santana and I told her oh yeah that guy can kind of play the guitar no he can play he can play he make that and 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 then and then I started singing some songs and and then and then and then she was like surprised that I knew some other songs I don't know if you've heard of a song that goes this girl is on fire. Alicia, see, somebody already said, y'all, what you listening to? And so I told her, this preacher's on fire. (laughs) And you say, why are you fired up? Because what I'm telling you, I've discovered truly these passwords work all the time. Every time I thank him, every time I praise him, every time I bless him. Every time I decide, regardless of the fact that it seems that I'm outnumbered, I'm going to go into that battlefield like the tribe of Judah did. I'm going to go in with hands lifted up. I'm going to start going marching towards my enemy with the song being sung through my lips. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. But again, some of you are battling because you're like, how can I sing that when things aren't good right now? How can I sing that when things are miserable in my life right now? Because what you're going through and what you're dealing with does not define and determine who He is and doesn't affect one iota of who He is. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He's all He's present regardless of what I'm going through. And I have the assurance He will see me through. Father, I praise You. I bless You, Lord, with all that is within me. Not only do we celebrate the new life that You've given to our brothers and sisters today that are proclaimed through this act of baptism, publicly their faith in you as Lord and Savior. But we also come to celebrate that you, Jesus Christ, you are our life and our hope. You are our reason for living and you are our resource for living. For to me to live is Christ and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You're my reason for living and you're my resource for living. And you deserve our praise here today. We will not be silent. We will engage in praise, in worship unto you because you're worthy. We will put to practice these passwords that when employed, when inputted, (laughs) they will put us into your presence. They will come, they will cause your presence to come to us regardless of where we're at, regardless of what we're dealing with in our lives. And so whether you're here in this building or online, I want to encourage you 
to bless the Lord. I want to encourage you to praise. I want to encourage you to lift up a thanks. You say, Pastor, but really, I can't thank God for what I have right now. Then I want to encourage you to thank Him for what He's already seen you through. Thank Him for what He's helped you escape. I know in my life there are definite times when I should should have and could have suffered certain consequences, but I didn't. And it wasn't because of my smarts. Mm -mm. It wasn't because of my strength. I know, looking back, it was only because of His mercy. It was only because of His loving kindness. That's why I praise Him the way I do, because I know, I know in my history, time and time again, it was Him that saw me through. It was Him that delivered me. It was Him that helped me when I was helpless and hopeless. And some of us know that here right now, and I'm going to invite you with our PW crew to lift up your voice, to praise Him, to worship Him, to bless Him, to exalt Him, because He's worthy right now. Go ahead, PW, lead us.